Hello everyone, you're listening to Talks with Talia with your host Natalia. This is a podcast where each episode will be as if you and I are engaging in a conversation about wellness, philosophy, life updates, and everything in between. So grab a drink of choice and get comfortable. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talks with Talia. It's your host, Natalia. I hope you all are having a wonderful weekend. It is the middle of March. We just had daylight savings, so I hope you guys are enjoying the extra hour of sun. I'm not gonna lie, daylight savings did throw me for a little bit of a loop this year. I forget that when daylight savings occurs, our sunsets are an hour later. So I was used to having sunset at like 6 a.m. And it's usually when I get up to commute to rotation. And daylight savings occurs and I'm waking up and it is pitch black. And I was like, oh, did I sleep in? Like, you know, do I have time to sleep in? And then I realized, nope, you have to get up. It's 6 a.m. Sunrise doesn't happen till 7. So it was a little bit of adjustment, but I am loving the extra hour I drove and watched sunset the other day because I actually could because usually I'm at work and the sun is setting I didn't have work one afternoon sun decided to set at like I think like a 7 p.m which was love chef's kiss amazing love the fact that the sun is setting later it gets me so motivated does anyone else I'm gonna go off on a quick little tangent real quick drop a comment if in my Instagram DMs, on my last Instagram post, if you guys feel more motivated once the spring or I guess like summer solstice happens, it hasn't happened yet. We're still technically in winter. Spring is not until a couple of days from now, but I feel so motivated once daylight, is it called daylight savings for when we shift the clocks forward? Anyway, when we shift the clocks forward, I get so motivated and so excited and I'm like, yes, I want to purge everything. Yes, I want to start over. Like it's such a refresh and reset, which is amazing. And I'm an East Coast girl, so I get all four seasons and I love that. And I can do a whole separate video about how I love the East Coast because I really do love it so much. But I love the colds, but I get kind of like, you know, the holidays come and then January's here you get like that nice reset but then like in the middle of February and March I'm kind of still at the it's cold outside I don't really want to do anything and now that you know daylight savings has happened and we have this extra hour of sun I am like balls to the walls ready to go do things ready to ready for spring ready for summer so that's kind of where my head is at right now feeling very high motivation right now And I guess that's like a little bit of a catch up, but yeah, so let me know how all you guys are doing because I would really love to know and hope that you guys are doing well and finding some positivity, motivation, relaxation, whatever it is that you need, I hope that you are finding in this time. And speaking of this time, uh, two years ago, we fell into a situation called the coronavirus pandemic and I wanted to talk about how the pandemic even though it is 2022 we are still talking about COVID I'm still wearing masks in my institution some places are not wearing masks it really depends I guess on where you live but 
It's still sad to hear that we're referring to Miss Rona as the present tense, but I'm hopefully we are kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. And with it being, you know, two years since iconic Rona entered the scene, I've been doing reflection like I always do. I started going through my old journals. Um, I recently picked out my COVID year journal, like 2020 journal, and I was going through it. And I just wanted to share some insights about how COVID has changed my personality. So I am a very high energy, outgoing person. Before the pandemic, I was always out, um, always talking, meeting new people, being social. I love that. I craved that. And then lockdown happened and obviously none of that was occurring other than I guess like on Instagram but even so like for there was a while where I was like texting everyone on Instagram because that was the only way to like keep my connections but then I stopped doing that because I was just the screen time I had never been on screens so much because I didn't work from home I didn't um you know, in class, I had like a note, like an actual like notebook or a tablet. So I wasn't actually staring at a computer screen, like watching my lecture. And so having to do all of that, I stopped going on a screen. So I stopped even texting people. And like, that was something that really transformed me. So going from that shift of always at work, always hanging out with friends, always being involved in activities in the gym, Um, like I really hated being home actually there's a time in my life where I hated being home that transitioned to me loving being home so 2020 for me I really struggled with finding a consistent place to enjoy in the interior like I was moving bedrooms and you know my dad had relocated so there's a lot going on but once I had actually settled I loved it. I loved waking up and going to the beach every day, um, like for sunrise. And there were things I learned that are non-negotiable when, you know, finding my dream home or finding my dream place to live. And then in 2021, when I moved back to New York City. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, hello and welcome. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, if you are not new to the podcast, but My family's from Connecticut, and I went to school in New York City. So during COVID, I relocated to Connecticut in the suburbs, and then 2021, I went back to living uh, full-blown New York City. So living in New York City for 2021, I lived on my own in an apartment with some roommates, loved it. It was a really good time. Then I moved out and live in a different apartment now, and I'm about to graduate, and move again (laughs) to another city. I am so excited. But I learned that there are things that are non-negotiable. Like I know I need a beach and I love the calmness. So I'm still social, but not as social as I was pre-pandemic. And what I mean by that is I used to overshare and talk and make connections as a way to feel comfortable with myself and comfortable with my environment. And 2020, that whole year and then some of 2021, really made me realize that 
I have to be comfortable with myself. And so I started becoming really comfortable with myself and stopped oversharing, which actually stopped oversharing like probably like 2018, 2019 is when I really started, but I really committed. And I stopped really oversharing 2020 and 2021 and made more of like a comforting space for myself. So I love staying home. Like even to this day, like even thinking about this weekend, like I'm so excited to wake up, watch sunrise, go sit um, like on the beach in the, in the cold, like with the sweater, obviously, because it's still kind of cold here in the East Coast. Uh, sit on the beach with my hot lemon water, do my yoga, walk back to my, my apartment, like where I'm living right now. Walk back to like, I guess my house where I'm living right now for a little bit and just like enjoy that morning inside and then maybe go do something like go to a coffee shop but like I'm not itching to go out with friends or go to a party or stuff like that and I don't know if that also has to do with just a little bit of I guess growing up I am exiting my college chapter and I'm really building my adult life chapter but yeah, I have less FOMO and I feel like less anxious if I'm home. And after a good night of going out, I used to be that person that hated coming home afterward. Now after a good night of going out, like even if it's just like drinks, dinner, whatever, I love coming home to my space because it is so calm and it's so, it's like invigorating. It's like my little pocket of pure happiness. Like my apartment in New York, where I live in New York, the area outside my apartment is not the vibe that I need. And that's why like, you know, I will not be renewing the lease and I am moving. But the inside, like my apartment like building like room whatever you want to call it like I guess like my apartment is so freaking calming I have like the best bed sheets I have like the comfiest couch my the cutest desk uh my I have like two Nespresso like I live a very very well bougie life for someone my age and I'm very thankful for that so like a quick tangent, let me just say, like, I know not everyone is as fortunate and there are always people more fortunate and less fortunate than you, but you need to like take time to be very grateful and very blessed for what you do have. And so, yes, I am I'm very thankful and very blessed to live the life that I live, but I created this space where after a long day, I love coming home. And I think that the pandemic really expedited that and also that's going to be such a great transition like when I do it again when I move because now that I know what I love and what I need in a space that's such a good environment to have for when you don't work from home or work from home so if you work from home you want a space that you can stay in all day when you don't work from home and your outside world is so hectic um I work in healthcare which 
healthcare, there is a lot of sectors that have been affected by the pandemic and there are a lot of sectors that have, you know, are hectic. But I will say with the pandemic and the whole healthcare burnout that we are going through right now, it is crazy. And so I love after a crazy 12-hour hectic day coming home to like a very comforting environment. So the pandemic definitely turned me into less of a outgoing person in the sense that I love being home. Second, as I would say, crowds. I still have yet to go to a a concert post-pandemic or like, you know, post-2020. And I don't even know if, like, yes, I want to go back to a concert, but I don't know if I want to go back to like raving and being in the general admission. Like, I used to be that girl. Like, I was that girl who was like front row, like, touch the stage, touch the bar, um, like, get there early. And now I'm kind of like, oh, I would love to go see a show, like, at a bar where I can sit or at a stadium where I can sit. And, like, crowds just don't excite me anymore. So yeah, that's something else that, like, and I've noticed, like, I love my personal space more. Like, I was someone who always needed to learn a little bit more personal space, to be quite honest, but I, like, never, never thought about, like, other people being in my personal space. Like, it never really affected me, and now I'm like, nope, stay six feet away, even if you're not sick. Like, I like some personal space, so yeah. Second, I probably said this before, but I am very more in touch with nature now. Even despite living in a city, I am so affected by the weather. I'm so affected by the sunlight. And this was something I did not know until I slept in the basement of my house when I moved back for the pandemic. My dad, had, I said my dad had relocated. Well, my room ended up being in, in the basement of the like townhouse that my dad lives in and I was so affected by the lack of light there um it affected my mood it affected my sleep schedule it affected my productivity literally everything and I now live you know I moved rooms so now I do have windows at my dad's and I also have windows in my apartment And one thing I loved about living in my last apartment or like with my friends was I had these big, beautiful windows that opened um, because we lived in like a house in Queens. And so I would open them all the time. I would always have the shades like open and the windows half open. And I freaking loved it. Like I loved the natural light. And I still do. My apartment now is natural light. And now that I know that, I know that when I move, like one of the must-haves in my space is natural light because I'm very affected by it. I didn't know that how affected I was by it pre-pandemic. I also, like, like I said before, I need a beach. Like I need some kind of grounding energy because while I do love living in the city and cannot see myself in the suburbs at this moment in time, the city can sometimes even like 
not New York, other cities too, can sometimes get really hectic and there's a lot going on and everyone's living very different lives. And all that chaotic energy, like that inspiring, it's inspiring, but it's also exhausting. I need a place that I can go ground myself. And yes, that is sometimes my apartment, but a lot of times it is actually being outside. So I love sitting at the beach. I love sitting at a park um, and really just like either meditating or doing yoga or just really getting in touch with the environment that I'm in and nature itself. And that is one thing I love about Queens. So if you relate to this and are thinking about moving to a city, I definitely stress moving somewhere in Queens because you're close to Long Island so you can go enjoy like all of what the suburbs have to offer in Long Island, like the beach and the hiking, but then also you're in the city. And if you live close enough in Queens, you're still an easy commute to um, like Manhattan and Brooklyn. So yes, there are so many advantages to living in Queens and Manhattan and, or sorry, living in Queens and New York City. And I can do a whole separate podcast about like living in New York. So actually, that's actually such a good idea. I might do that once I relocate and reflect upon my New York chapter, which is a whole nother like whirlwind that is happening this year. But anyway, not to be, not to go on too much of a tangent, maybe I'll do an episode about like the benefits of living in certain boroughs. But yes, so I loved that about Queens. And then I am moving to Boston come June or June of this year. So one of the things I look forward to is like there is so much parks. There are so many parks in Boston. Everything is so walkable. Um, Like you can really take like a two hour drive and be at, uh, I was going to say Old Saybrook, but that's in Connecticut. My bad guys, (laughs) bear with me. Um, You can be in Cape Cod you can, there's literally a beach in Southport, like, it's so nice, or Seaport, not Southport, sorry, Seaport, again, I'm going crazy, because I've lived so many different places recently, Um, but yes, so you can go sit Seaport, and they have, like, overlooking the water, and it's so beautiful, Um, if you're from the Boston area or visiting Boston, definitely go check out the ICA, which is the Institute of Contemporary Art. There is like a dock right next to the museum itself and you can just see and like overlook the water and it's, it's so tranquil. Absolutely amazing. I can so see myself like waking up early, walking, like walking to get a coffee and then, or making coffee and just like go sitting there on like a Saturday morning when I don't have work. Like that sounds absolutely delightful and I'm getting so excited but yes so I learned that I'm very affected by the nature around me and really do need as much as I am a city girl I really do need some nature and I think one of the most the third thing I've learned the most important thing I've learned about COVID is caring less about outside opinions so when you are living on campus and you're going to school I am in my last like three weeks of pharmacy school so when you're in pharmacy school it's very competitive I'm not going to lie there are a lot of people who are trying to be the best like they've been the best their whole life in school academically extracurricularly and they're going to keep continuing that in pharmacy school and no 
no tea, no shade. Like there's nothing wrong with them living their most authentic lives, right? Like that's who their passions are. That's what it is. But there were a lot of times because I am, I would say I'm a very non-conventional pharmacy student in the sense that I was never passionate about pursuing a residency and taking that like, um, that hospital healthcare track, which so many people do. And like, it's amazing. And we need those people. So I'm so glad that they found their passion and are running with it. But I've never been like that. Obviously, I have this podcast, I tried to grow my Instagram, like I am interested in a lot of different things, including healthcare, but that lie outside of healthcare. And having that very diversified, um, I guess, like, that diversified interest allowed me or hindered me in a bit where I was always comparing myself to people who are very niche. So those kids who knew exactly what they wanted to do and were going straight for like, they're going balls to the walls in that area, like grinding and getting their path and getting their residency. I always felt subpar to them because I didn't I guess I didn't even want, I didn't even want the same thing, but I didn't feel like I could achieve that. Like that's not, that wasn't in my path. That wasn't in my goal, but I still felt defeated or less, which is totally on me and not on them. And when you're, you know, seeing everyone every day and you kind of see what everyone is doing physically, like not on social media. So we know social media is a highlight reel. And I think it's kind of easy to especially for me, because I never came on social media thinking that people were going to share like the worst parts about themselves or the parts that they didn't want to share. So I've always kind of taken social media in that respect with a grain of salt. But when you're seeing people in real life and talking to them and interacting with them, even if they're still projecting their best selves, it's kind of hard to believe that that's not their only self, right? So it gets a lot harder to stop comparing yourself when you're seeing the same 200 people every day in class or you're seeing like your professors and stuff like that. And then when you, when COVID happened and we were all online and I, I guess was interacting with people less in that manner, I really just started living my, my life. Like I just really was like, I was always living my life, but it was really just more like, it doesn't matter what this person is doing because I'm not seeing what they're doing, so it's not affecting me. And coming out of that, I really just started caring less about outside opinions. So I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going for residency. Um, I've chosen a really different path. Uh, I've chosen, I guess, the more traditional path as a pharmacist, even though I am the non-traditional pharmacist in the sense that, like I said before, I have a lot of outside interests. But I chose a path that would allow me to pursue all these outside interests uh, instead of focusing on just one concrete thing. And I met someone who really aligned with the life that I wanted to create for myself and wanted to live live for myself and they are not in healthcare at all and I'm moving to a city where a lot of people would not necessarily be as excited to move like where I'm from and where I go to school in New York like a lot of people 
are born and raised there and if you're born and raised in New York like a lot of people don't want to leave and for very good reasons it's an amazing city it's great but at the end of the day like I'm I'm a New England girl so I need a New England city and so a lot of people one don't either don't resonate with that or two like don't get excited as excited about like living in that place that I am so like ecstatic to live in like it still is going to shock me that at the end of this year I will be living in a city that I wanted to live in since I was in high school and so people don't like understand or get it as excited or resonate with that and that's completely okay but because I'm living my more like authentic life like I'm still so excited about that and I'm still so positive about what the next you know four six months are going to look like and it's really because I just don't care about outside opinions. Like, I've even had family members, you know, tell me that I'm making, like, the biggest mistake by moving or, um, you know, not staying home or not doing this or not doing that. And I listen to them in the sense that I respect them, so I'm not going to be disrespectful and, like, just completely ignore them. But I'm also going to take what they say with very lighthearted grain of salt because I am listening to myself and reflecting in myself and I know what I need. And so it's really important, I think, to like that's like the most important advice I could give you guys. Like if there's anything I learned from the pandemic about myself is to just trust yourself you know what's best for you and you comparing your life to someone else's it's not going to do anything but take away energy from what you want to do with your life and so that's like the biggest thing I've learned with the pandemic and I would say the last thing I've learned um not in a negative way, but I definitely would say to take life a little less seriously in the sense that this kind of reflects to just do, this kind of resonates or connects to just doing what you, what you want. But the pandemic, we saw that life, not to get morbid for a second, but life is not guaranteed. Like you can wake up and this could be like, honestly your last day and you might not know it for whatever reason like unfortunately I've had so many family or friends lose family members and um I actually almost lost my mom during this pandemic which I've never really talked about or announced and for a lot of reasons which I'm really not going to go into but I think that feeling kind of like which any near-death experience we kind of immediately something goes off in our brains and we're like wow we need to take life more seriously we need to like you know cherish every day and I'm going about the approach taking life a little less seriously meaning like it's okay if things go wrong because you need to look at what is going right like you need to always look at life from a very realistic but positively realistic outcome because every day is a gift and that's what I'm going to leave you guys with so with that being said take this gift of today and I want you guys to do something 
doesn't have to be big, could be small, can literally be going to your favorite coffee shop and ordering your favorite coffee that might be a little bit more expensive than you want to spend or taking a walk or sitting somewhere and just like writing down through things you're thankful for. But I think it's really important to take every day and cherish it and realize that life is your oyster and it's your gift. So don't throw that away. And I know this is another kind of like very rambly, um, positive hippie dippy episode, but I'm just so motivated to share something positive with everything going on in the world today. So I hope everyone is staying safe with whatever else challenges that we are dealing with. I feel like the world lately has just been one challenge after another in terms of less like one challenge after another exponentially for everyone experiencing it globally and not just individually and so looking back two years we are exiting this pandemic and we are going into I don't know what we're going into I don't think really anyone knows and there's a lot of uncertainty and so I wanted to share kind of what I'm excited about and what COVID has taught me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm always down for feedback for future episode ideas. Um, Definitely follow the Instagram and DM any commentary you have at underscore talks with Talia underscore. Check out the blog talkswithtalia.wordpress.com for um, some visual episodes or like some I guess like written episodes that I produce but also a bunch of other fun things and if you want to stay up to date definitely follow those and I will catch you guys all in the next episode. Bye guys!